Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time was in <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And my name is Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> you sound that was like Rebecca Shaw, like it's a place you go to yeah, to holiday going, in the summer. I'm going to summer, summer at Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got a cabin there. Beck. What? <laughs> I only realized the other day how often you say my full name during each podcast. Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> you do all the time. There must be hundreds of you saying that. Um, we are here at Rumors Convention Center. Sorry. Let me start again. We are here at Rumours International Convention Centre. <laughs> All the international events here. G20. Um, where, where in Toowoomba is Rumours? I was dragged here in a van with like a mask on. I don't know where exactly it well, is. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's not even in the main city centre. It's like oh. a little bit, it, it's in the CBD area, but it's out on the outskirts. Sounds dangerous. And it was, is a nightclub. I'm not sure if it still is a, a nightclub club on the outskirts. No, it's of not town. the outskirts, but it's not like you would assume that it's right in like the main streets, but it's not. It's a bit out. I never assume anything. It makes an ass of you and me. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yes, it was it when I was in Toowoomba. It was a nightclub, mm-hmm. and they also had concerts there. That's where I first saw my first concert, which was Killing Heidi. And <laughs> did you make it in the end? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good, um, good weird. It joke. was weird, but then during uni, mm-hmm. you would also have exams at Rumours, so it would be a nightclub, and then so it's the an day, exam during the day, nightclub night at, night. at night. Yeah, God, Tom is so really glamorous, isn't it? But Rumours is the place because for a long time it was the place that was open the latest. Yeah, so Stupid. you would leave all the gross clubs, and then everyone's disgusting and hammered, and you go to that other gross club studio 54 was a methodist church during the day as yeah. well <laughs> yeah. it was. so yes so we're here beck because it's a special occasion mm. it's my wedding <laughs> okay who are you getting married to me <laughs> you yeah huh. and it's our 15th episode which isn't usually big. like who celebrates 15 <laughs> episodes like it's not a but the point is it's our first anniversary spectacular Yay! Yay! We made it. We made it. <laughs> We've only done fifteen episodes in a year. I know. <laughs> Remember when we said it was going to be a fortnightly podcast? Look, we're just terribly busy we're just people. Tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's my German character. Let's guys, I'm so tired. It's a terrible. Character. I am German. Are you? Yeah, Wienerschnitzel. That's evident. <laughs> oh, sorry. You just pulled out your penis. <laughs> I was saying. I did. Can you hang on to this for a second? <laughs> Beck. <sighs> I'm quite drunk. <laughs> Stupid. And, <laughs> <laughs> We're so hyperactive. Giving me an energy drink. Yes. They're yep. very bad for you. Don't do it, guys. We're allowed to do it because we're adults. We're professionals. We're professionals. We can handle it. <laughs> I don't think we can. Beck, uh, we've gone 15 episodes mm-hmm. um, and we've offended each other and everyone. Yes. And I thought, 
you know what, we need to, rather than just sigh or give, us, give, give each other threatening looks when that happens, <laughs> I was like, what can we do to, you know, notify each other when we're offended or when the other has gone too far or not been funny? And I thought... Breathe. Yes, breathe heavily. <laughs> yeah. But also, I thought we could do this. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I wonder how loud that is in the microphone. I don't know, not sure. <laughs> That's a delicate. Is that very bell. delicate? Yeah. It was. So I've got a basically a reception bell that you would <laughs> ring at a motel reception to get someone's attention, and I thought every time <laughs> you're not funny, you're not funny. <laughs> Correct. That's going to be a very annoying. That it's whoever can reach for it first oh, as I well. See. That's why I put it directly in the middle of us. You know. I see. Um, cool. I'm afraid to say anything. Now. <laughs> You know what we did do, though? We went out together. We went out together <laughs> for the first time to the club. We went to the club. The club. <laughs> yeah. We went out to dinner and then we had some drinks. Do you know what? I think I was so drunk that I didn't even remember going out to dinner. <laughs> you didn't seem that drunk at all. I'm a professional. You can hold your... <laughs> I'm a professional. Do you remember having an espresso I, martini I... <laughs> for the first time? Yes, I do. It tasted like, and I told you this at the time, it tasted like a McDonald's coffee that someone had left in their car and gone cold. It's so nice, you it's guys. It's delicious. It's not. You're an idiot. But I also told you, uh, the, the idea was to go out dancing, your partner Becky in particular. You didn't dance, but your partner... I never, would never dance. Why, you're such a... You're such a pretty dancer. I'm such that a graceful lady. That movie, that movie Center Stage is about you. <laughs> Save the last dance. Thanks very yeah. much. I, um, but we were, when we were having this espresso martini, you said you would only dance if they played a certain song. They, at the I club. said <laughs> I would only dance if they played uh, Mr. Billy Joel. Mr. Billy Joel's. Uh, uh, we, we didn't start the fire. Yeah. And we all had and a good th- And you had a good laugh. <laughs> We go to uh, the first venue where really dancing is encouraged. What's it called? It's called the Black Bear Lodge. Oh, yeah. That's racist. Um, <laughs> no, it's an animal. It's a racist. Uh, it's a racist venue. And Beck said we have to go because my people are there, <laughs> which was seemed weird to me, but I just followed yeah. along with it. Um, and what the second song that yeah. they played? <laughs> We didn't start the fire. It was always your turning and the world kept turning. Your hair is amazing when you're doing that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yes, um, that was fun. And then we went to the gay club. Yes. And, by the way, okay, so we went out and by the time we went to The Beat, uh, mm-hmm. Brisbane's <laughs> Brisbane's Foremost. answer to Rumours International <laughs> Conference Centre, uh, it was you, me, your partner Becky, mm-hmm. friend Beck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another Only friend Becky. Out. Another friend Rebecca. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and your friend Rianne, who I couldn't take my eyes off because <laughs> she is so beautiful. So this is the second time I went to the beat. And, and all I could do, and my, and my attention the entire time was focused on a woman. <laughs> Rianne, uh. if you're listening. You know how you can get in touch. <laughs> Gross. Run. Ra- Rian, run. Run, run, Rian, run, run. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun night and you left depressed. Before I left very depressed. <laughs> and you know what? I came home and I ate a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we went out to dinner, though, we went to soccer. 
And I've been to soccer, what, twice in the last month, I guess? Women's soccer. Women's soccer. But, Beck, the world's focus has been on soccer until, what, early this week? Yep. Right, you know, after early this week, nobody gives a sh- flying fuck about it. But everyone would have watched the big game, the big final, Germany <laughs> v Argentina. Don't talk like you watched it. Uh, Mario Gotz. <laughs> What did you enjoy? What did you hate? Well, I love soccer and I watched most of the games. Yes. Got up at 2 and 5 a.m. and watched them. I hated the Germany one. What, what do you mean? The, the final? Yes. Why? Because they're Wasn't like... exciting? They're like... Um, they're like the bad guys in a Mighty Ducks movie. They're all... Like, they're so chiseled and handsome and... Germany? And just like... Um, perfect and their skills are perfect and they're so methodical and clinical and just i just find it really boring you don't find them interesting players no they've got i don't like them i feel like directly after germany's final and i suppose how do you spell how do you pronounce his last name mario goetze i've got no idea goetze goetze (laughs) (laughs) i feel like mario's boner photo was circulated more than i don't know uh, like Sears Chandelier film clip. <laughs> like I feel like I've seen that more than like all those parodies. I that. hadn't. I've only seen a parody. I didn't actually see the um original one until you told me yes. about it. But it's him with his lingerie model girlfriend. Are we still talking about Mario Mario's boner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Are we still talking about Mario's boner? <laughs> yes. He was on a boat with his yes lingerie model girlfriend. Mm. And he's got a swimsuit, and an erection looks terrible. <laughs> erection swims. looks terrible because it's not like it's not like speedos. Because no. I imagine if you've, it would like hold it, would, it down. It would hold it down. It would just appear thick. Oh God! <laughs> but this is like vomit. kind of loose lycra shorty shorts, and so it's sort of like at half mast. Oh. It's flying at half mast. And he's not even – he's f- fine with it. He's just like walking around. He, he fucking loves it. He did love it. You're drooling. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Pavlov. <laughs> Are you calling me a dog? Yeah, dirty dog. Next. <laughs> Another thing that happened around the same time as the World Cup final, mm-hmm. stealing focus a little bit, I would say, was our undercover gangel, <laughs> Ian Thorpe. He came out. Have you heard about it? You probably haven't heard no, about it. No, I haven't heard anything There's barely about that. been... <laughs> A single thing op-ed. written about it. No op-eds. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote one recently. Do you want to hear it? No. There it is. <laughs> Stop doing that, Bell. Yeah. I don't think we have to talk too much about it. To I want to sort of analyse the response because we are one week on now from that yeah. interview. It's gotten to the point now where it's people's initial reaction and then the response to that reaction and now it's people's response to the response. In my defence, because I did write an article about it, <laughs> When you fucking I wasn't going to, and I just saw the same stupid comments over and over again. And I was like, instead of responding to everyone, I'm just going to write a thing. Well, people kept bringing up this idea that, like, in a perfect world, yeah. you know, people shouldn't even have to come out. But we don't live in a perfect no. world. One of the comments on my article thing was, I don't have to hold a press conference to tell people I'm straight. And I'm like, that's because the, the entire world tell, yeah. knows that you're straight and thinks you're straight. The default setting is to assume people <laughs> yeah, are straight. Yeah, exactly. So I don't Unless know. you act faggy and <laughs> then people assume you're gay. And then therefore, if you act faggy and you come out, 
then it doesn't matter apparently because yeah. everybody already assumed you were yeah. and your moment is stolen by you know people yeah. who don't think it's important, which is... <laughs> <laughs> All I hope now is that he feels much better and can live his life and because yeah. it must have been a long, you know, terrible time. So I've got to say one of the most disappointing responses and came from someone I really respect and I really do respect her as well. And I, I, think I feel like this came a few days after yeah. everyone else's op-eds was um, Karen Phelps's piece. Yeah, I was... And I love Karen Phelps, but she kind of wrote this thing which was like, Ian Thorpe owed it to himself to come out, which is true. She, in her op-ed, <clears throat> she wrote that he also owed it to us because he had lied to us. Yeah. And I feel like that's really strong words to say like you you've been a liar and how dare you lie to us in I your don't bio like, i don't like the framing of it no. from anyone as as it being a lie yeah because a lot of people don't or like they push it down yeah. and don't know themselves like haven't accepted it within themselves it's not lying but the point is i'd say 90 percent of gay people lie for many years of their yeah. life and that's and the only reason we paid attention to Ian's lie is because he was super famous, and he was being asked it when he was fifteen. If you had have asked if, me when yeah. I was fifteen or sixteen, would have I would have said it. I did lie about Absolutely. it until I was in my twenties. So you were thirty-one. <laughs> I'm coming out now. It's a big shock for everyone, but it's also it also caused a lot of like I found a lot of the language around everyone knowing that he's gay and all yeah. this sort of thing really problematic because that's what started the whole problem in the first place was people what the only reason he got questioned about his sexuality is because he fit these stereotypes that people have so yes good for ian i hope he's happy also i found it really weird in the interview i've got to say um when michael parkinson was interviewing him um who couldn't look more like albert nobbs (laughs) uh (laughs) My God. <laughs> Are we sure it wasn't Glenn Close in makeup? And basically Ian Thorpe said, I'm gay. And then Parky unzipped his fly and said, prove it. That made me really uncomfortable. Pizza. You say pizza? <laughs> I always say pizza. Mm, pizza. <laughs> yes, daddy. The more disturbing thing I've read about this week, and this is old, old news. Was it your diary? Old as hat. Old as hell. Old hat. The oldest hat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Rosie O'Donnell's been invited oh. back to The View. They've cut Jenny McCarthy loose yeah. and they're replacing her with a left-wing nut job <laughs> instead. <Yes. laughs> they replaced one sociopath <laughs> with another. Um, Why can't The View get in, like, a normal woman? There has to be some funny... Because I don't think so, I don't think someone normal could do that job, maybe. Because Whoopi is probably the best one on there. And she's not normal at all. Who do you no. think is? Is Joy Behar still on? No, she's I think, left. I think she's. I've watched anymore. in years. Joy when was I, the best when obviously. I was at uni and when I was working part time. I would watch The View mm. every single day when it was on Channel mm-hmm. Nine, um, and I have no idea what it's like. I mean, so they've cut. Okay, they've cut Sherry Shepherd loose as well. Oh, is she gone? Sherry, uh, I don't know flat. if the world is round. <laughs> Who who can say? <laughs> if, Nobody you knows. if you haven't Nobody. seen that video on YouTube, if, I can't watch oh, it. It's... I can't. It's too embarrassing. They've cut her loose. They've cut Jenny McCarthy loose. Joy's left of her own volition, I imagine. Yeah. So Rosie has been invited back. The thing I didn't know about Rosie was Beck. 
Rosie likes to kill sharks for fun. <laughs> well, besides the fact that she's a nine, she's a nine eleven truther. Yeah, which, which is, is quite weird. widely known. Uh, she was on um, Alec Baldwin's "Here's the Thing" podcast, and she does actually talk about it. <laughs> a building just doesn't blow up like that, Alec. <laughs> but I do like that she did that gay cruise. That sounded fun. Gay, cruise. gay family cruise. Oh, no. it was for gay families to go on a cruise with her and her family. <laughs> That sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> sounds like everyone's nightmare. Um, yes, yeah, so... Basically, her and her family like to go what she calls fishing. <laughs> yeah. Which is where her family go on this sort of boat with this noted shark hunter. His name is Mark the Shark Quartiano. But why is his nickname the shark? Because he kills, he kills sharks. sharks. He should kill himself. It should be called Mark Murderer. Quartiano. Mark murders the shark use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, people found out about this because I guess he posted a photo on his website, which was Rosie and her family holding up this hammerhead shark, which is endangered, Rosie. I guess some animal activists or, you know, normal people wrote to her on Twitter. This is back in 2012, saying, uh, Rosie... Uh, Maybe don't kill endangered animals. And she said, it wasn't endangered 11 days ago when I caught it. I was like, no, the ban wasn't in place 11 days ago. It was still endangered. Yeah. Yeah. She's never apologized for it because she says, Beck, my family and I like to go fishing, guys. What's the problem? (laughs) She also says that she loves the ocean and is on it. I believe she's on it. She's so on it. But that's the thing. If if she had come out and said, look, I didn't realize I went on this fishing boat. I didn't realize hammerhead sharks are endangered. Yeah. Sorry. That would be one. But she's being so obstinate about and it. And she's kind of insulted people yeah. for daring to think that it's she not shouldn't. okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's mad. But there's also that, Um, have you seen that Kendall Jones, that 19-year-old cheerleader? No. She... um has gotten all these death threats and everything. She's from Texas because she um has put pictures on Facebook of her like hunting in Africa, like sitting on a dead lion <sighs> and like next to a endangered rhino that she's killed and like all this. Do you think as a little girl she watched The Lion King and was like, shit, I can't wait to kill all those? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> she was like laughing with glee when his dad <laughs> was killed. <laughs> But yeah, she's killed a she's killed a white hippo and a leopard and like all this stuff and there's photos of her like full face of makeup, like cheerleader smile. With and the gun. she's the new co-host of the View. <laughs> Congrats, Kendall. Congrats. <laughs> she actually does want a reality show. Surprisingly, Ugh. Beck. What? Anniversary time. It's time for an mm. anniversary news minute. Hi, this is News Minute. I'm Rebecca Shaw. Listeners of KISS FM this week heard Kyle Sanderland's violently vomit live on air, or as Kyle likes to call it, talking. The BBC radio station One Extra, which bills itself as the UK's leading black music station, released its list of the top 20 most important UK artists in the scene. Topping the list was the incredibly white and red-haired folk rocker Ed Sheeran. One Extra also named the 20 most heterosexual Australians, and topping that list was Peter Taggart. MTV's new show Virgin Territory is set to debut in the US this week and features men and women who are trying to lose their virginity. 
MTV reportedly got the idea from listening to Peter on a Bring a Plate. Blogger Justine Hins decided to take advantage of Apple's engraving policy when she purchased a new iPad recently, wanting to have an explicit quote from her favourite poem engraved. However, she found that vagina and clitoris were not accepted by the company, however dick and penis were happily accepted. See, this is what happens when you let Peter Taggart write your policies. Now here's Sport with Peter. Well, in World Cup news, I didn't watch the World Cup because, I'm sorry, Germany, Argentina, fuck that patriarchy son or daughter. This week in baseball, Texas Rangers star Prince Fielder was deemed too fat for the cover of ESPN magazine, but just fat enough to play Courtney Thorne Smith's husband on the new sitcom Catcher and Fielder. Swimmer Eamon Sullivan has announced he is retiring from the pool, saying he really wants to focus on his true passion, coming out to Michael Parkinson in seven years' time. Amen. And that's sport. <laughs> Rebecca, we're still at Rumours, uh, the Fleetwood Mac album. <laughs> uh, thanks. We're going to go to Super East later. Go- if I told you if you're a good girl. <laughs> you need to get up and dance more. This is a party. Is it? It's during the day. It's a during the day party. And no one's here but it's, us. Well, it's technically, it's, a, it's an exam room today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to shut up. We're here. We booked, we booked, we booked the room first. We, no, we booked the room. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> People from USQ are so high and mighty, aren't they? Jesus Christ. It's very prestigious university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can afford to be. Yeah. It's Australia's Princeton. Beck, hmm. let's do some traditional plates. Okay. Uh, harking back to the first episode, we, uh, the concept of this show was we would each bring plates, topics hmm. every week, hmm. and that was quickly abandoned. <laughs> we still do. We just bring one plate usually. We bring one plate. Yeah. Um, I bring uh, little cocktail onions, uh, yep. cabana. Oh, delicious. Um, those... Cubes of cheese that you buy that are already pre-cut. Oh yeah. <laughs> How lazy are you if you can't fucking? But it's cut like, why do they have cartons of um, egg yolks and egg whites now? Just separate your own. Welcome back to uh, Radio National. Our In America, topic today is what annoys you at the supermarket. Beck, <sighs> this week in comics is your plate oh, this yes. week because there have been a couple of big developments. What's happened? Well, speaking of The View, um, Marvel announced on The View, which what? I don't know why. Their core audience. I think it's because they're like, what do ladies watch? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone watch, all young women that love comics watch The View. Yes. <laughs> Barbara Walters is a big graphic novel fan. Oh, God, she's mad for it. You should have seen how angry about, she was about the uh, Dark Knight adaptation. She's like, these are nothing like the graphic novels. Um, so they've announced that in the new comic series out this October, Thor is going to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing about Thor is that whoever holds the hammer is worthy. Like Sherlock Holmes. Like Sherlock Holmes. No, that's not like Sherlock Holmes. But like um, Doctor Who. Like Doctor Who could be anyone. Thor's just an identity. Yeah. Well, Thor has been um, – because in, in comic series especially, because there's usually so many, yep. they go through all sorts of – 
changes and Thor because it is whoever holds the hammer yes and is worthy so there was a lot of fanboys that were horrified really yeah surprisingly what, nerd, nerdy boys are sitting like, in uh the their room at their parents house when they're 35 they get angry about things on the internet is what you're saying. Yeah, I am saying that. God. So she's not going to be – it's really good because they've said she's not going to – it's not going to be like she Thor or Thora or whatever. It's going to be – Yeah, <sighs> she's just going to be Thor. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be great and I hope a movie gets made and I hope whoever the lady is that plays Thor has Chris Hemsworth muscles because <laughs> that would be really nice. <laughs> lady Thor should be called um, Defrosted. <laughs> Um, I love this tweet by someone. Really, Marvel? You had to make Thor a woman? Why? What genius decided on this? Will you also change Norsk law? What's that? It's like, he's like saying, this is real. You can't just go back in history and change things. Everyone knows Thor is real. No, we definitely need more lady superheroes and... The thing is, I just can't wrap my head around the the mind of someone who will be like, I can like I can suspend my disbelief that this like yeah. god comes from a planet and has a hammer. But if she has a vagina, then I'm just like out. Nope, sorry. Um, and also, it was announced that the next Captain America will be black. Okay. Um. So, but so that will be in the comics as yes. well. Um. So for the time being, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans will still play those guys in the movies. Yes. Um. But there's already been a black cat in America, but still people... But how is Hollywood going to deal with that? Because they refuse to cast a black actor unless it's Samuel L. Jackson. So (laughs) he's going to be coming out with his walker being Captain America, is he? Well, the thing is, is that it's the guy who plays the Falcon in the the movies now, he becomes, the Falcon becomes Captain America. Who's he? Do I know Um, him? Anthony Mackie? Yes, I know him. Yeah. Do you know where I know him from? An Something. episode of Top Chef. Oh, he was a guest. Judge. That's right. Yeah, so he's going to be Captain America. God, and Captain America he was should so go good on Top Chef. On Top Chef. Yes. <laughs> I love his work on Top Chef. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, but there's been some big changes. Um, fanboys, yes, you have to accept yes. the fact that Thor's going to be a woman. Captain America's going to be black. And Fucking Archie suck it up. Is Archie's going, going to be, be dead. dead. <laughs> Now, did you ever read right. the Archie comics? Never, ever in I my whole lo- life have I read the Archie comics because I found them really boring. That was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to go to secondhand bookshops back when they had them <laughs> and I would get Archie comics because I loved Archie. Not the character himself. Betty and Veronica. Yes. Yeah. But also I was always so confused how Archie got to... Hotties. Hot women. Yeah. When he's like the biggest loot, but it gave me hope because he he's like, like um, LNP Stafford candidate Bob Anderson. Good local joke. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks like Bob Anderson. He drives a shitty old car yeah. and he's a loser. Yeah. So I was like, this gives me hope. For so he's future. really like Bob Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he, in the new issue yeah. coming up, he saves the life of the newly elected Senator Kevin Keller, who is his friend and was introduced as the first openly gay character in the comic in 2010. And I decided that Jughead should eat his body. You, you haven't read about? the comic? Because Jughead is known for his... Cannibalism? No, but he is very hungry all the time. And now hopefully Betty and Veronica can ditch the zero who's dead and yes. get with the hero, which is each other's <laughs> mouths. 
So, yeah. I would like to say that if Archie was around, what, in the 70s, uh, Harvey Milk would never have died. There's no way. That's true. They need the straight people to save Harvey yeah. Milk. <sighs> <laughs> and also, um, because you asked about Wonder Woman, yeah. if there's ever going to be a Wonder Woman movie made. Yes. Because it's apparently impossible to make a movie about Wonder Woman yes. for some reason. Even though we have fucking like the Green Lantern made and... Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I know Megan Gale was being discussed for no, a Wonder but Woman movie. She is. Because she's such a powerful actress. Yeah. There's going to be Wonder Woman in the new Batman v Superman movie. Oh. And she's being played by um, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Nice. She's, I think she's from the Fast and the Furious I've been movies. waiting for Gadot. <laughs> Don't know. That was good. Don't think. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what that's like. It will be interesting, Rebecca Shaw. I want to bring us back to the reality. Back to reality. The ghost gravity. Beck, I want to bring us back to the very first episode of Bring the Plate. And okay. my plate, I think, somehow turned around into being about camp. Oh, yes. Um, and I did talk about a trip I went on, I think, when I was in grade eight. It was the year that Guy Sebastian won Idol. Oh, Cast your minds back, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, and I basically was billeted out, had to stay with some oh, rando right. family. That's not camp Coast. then, that's billeting. Oh, it was camp. It was on camp. Mm. Um, and mm. all I remember about, <laughs> just remember this, there was a guy on there who uh, one of the other kids from our school was staying with his family. His family were very rich and his name was Bronson. And that's he such was, a rich person's it name. It is. And he was both bisexual Good. and bipolar. So, so I wrote down in my phone this week, bye-bye, Bronson. <laughs> I'm so glad I thought of it literally like 11 years after the fact. What if he was bicoastal as well? <laughs> but I, I did want to talk about camp again because I – have for the longest time since I was a child been obsessed with the idea of like the US summer camp. Yeah. And I was always, I don't know that I was envious of it because I think if I had to spend more than three day or three days in like a, a cabin in the woods, I would go crazy and kill myself. That's what I was thinking. Um, like the concept of it is, was always really appealing. Yes. But I know that if I actually went, I would have the work. Like, I would be by myself, like, just walking around reading a book. But it was never an option for us, Beck, because we can't really do summer camps, that, that six week summer camp in Australia, because. Uh, we don't have the summer off. Well, we don't have the summer, but we do have the summer off, but there's Not, Christmas in the middle. Yeah. And you don't want to But be, they get like three months off. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, Sending your kids away at Christmas. Christmas. Or do you? Or do you? <laughs> That's all you want to do. But I, I did go on a few camps as children and I, I tried to remember all of the ones that I actually go to. None of them were more than, I guess, three or four days. Yeah. Which, thank God. I remember I went to one, I think I would have been in year five, uh, called Rumble in the Jungle, oh. which was a Christian camp. Oh, God. And the jungle was Beardmore Dam, 10 minutes outside of St. George. <laughs> Um, real jungle. All I remember about it is uh, that was the camp in which I was shamed because I didn't have pubic hair on my balls. Oh my god! For another thirteen years. 
It's also every and day. And I still don't. Every time I come over, I shame you for yeah. that. <laughs> but that was weird. I remember everyone... Every, Why was everyone boys, looking at your balls? I don't know. No, like everyone got their balls out. Why? Camps are so homoerotic, by the way. <laughs> Not, I guess, for boys. Or I guess, I guess so. it might have been the shower. It might have been changing in that little dormitory. But they were like, I've got... Check who's got hair on their balls. Peter doesn't have fucking hair on his balls. Except... Don't lie. That was your voice. You're like, let's check who has hair on their <laughs> I did all the voices. <laughs> um, no, I hated that. And I, and I always, I have always in my entire life hated communal showers with people. Oh, I who don't, likes that? or like even like fucking urinals. I don't want to get uh. my dick out in front of strangers or even people I know. Going, going, walking to a shower block with thongs and having to shower in speedos. Is I remember gross. once. I went to camp and um, we were all in tents. And uh, that sounds intense. <laughs> and then um, I had to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. And so you have to get the torch and walk through the campsite and go to where the toilets were, which is really scary. If this story is leading with you just shit in like a basket no. in your dormitory. Then I ended up um, on the way back, I, <laughs> I tripped over someone's tent thing and pulled one of the things out of the ground like one of the um the tent pegs pegs. and so i just ran (laughs) back to my own tent and went like got in and went to sleep and the next morning it turned out it was one of the teacher's tents that i'd like pulled down that would have been terrified for them (laughs) at all like it's a bear um but i i always loved did you ever watch are you afraid of the dark no Uh, because i love the idea of camp site um, like horror stories. Funny you should mention that, oh, is Rebecca it? Shaw, because I have always enjoyed that as well. Mm. And yes. I thought we could read to each other mm. a few campfire stories. Okay. So, Beck, I went on to my favourite uh, camp <laughs> campfire uh, website. Right. I think it's like it's like camp resources for camp people. I don't know if they've realised <laughs> quite what they're saying in that header. And I've printed off a couple of stories. I might read the first okay. one if you don't mind. <clears throat> Is it going to be scary? It's going to be spooky, <laughs> okay. so just prepare yourself. Okay. The girl. This is not a good start to a story. The girl. The girl. I don't know <laughs> who, that, who you're terrifying. referring to. The girl hurried through her schoolwork as fast as she could. It was the night of the high school dance. Along about 70 years ago. What? <laughs> Along about 70 years ago in the town of Kingsville, Texas. <laughs> is it scary because the grammar and writing is so bad? <laughs> I wrote this myself. This isn't one from the website. The girl was so excited about the dance. She had bought a brand new sparkly red dress for the dance. Ooh. Super, eh? She knew she looked smashing in it. Oh, is... It was going to be the best evening of her life. Do you think she thought she was going to lose her V card? Yeah, she wore the red dress in case she bled. And no underwear. Then her mother came in the house looking pale and determined. (laughs) That's the title of your autobiography. (laughs) You are not going to that dance, her mother said. But why, the girl asked her mother. I've just been talking to the preacher. He says the dance is going to be for the devil. You are absolutely forbidden to go, her mother said. The girl nodded as if she accepted her mother's words, but she was determined to go to the dance. So many people are determined. As soon as her mother was busy, (laughs) 
she put on her brand new red dress and ran down to the KC Hall. <laughs> That's a country singer, KC Hall, where the dance was being held. As soon as she walked into the room, all the guys turned to look at her. <laughs> the girls just stood there. <laughs> She was startled by all the attention. (laughs) Normally no one noticed her. Her mother sometimes accused her of being too awkward to get a boyfriend. (laughs) It's my mother. (laughs) This is your story. (laughs) This is the story of my sister. (laughs) But she was not being awkward that night. The boys in her class were fighting with each other to dance with her. Later she broke away from the crowd and went to the table to get some punch to drink. She heard a sudden hush. (laughs) Hush. Sudden. The music stopped. When she turned, she saw a handsome man with jet black hair and clothes standing next to her. Fucking hell, he's got clothes. Must be the prince. Later, she broke away from the crowd. Oh, no, that's the start of the Dance with me, he said. She managed to stammer a yes, completely stunned by this gorgeous man. Is he a man? How old is she? I don't know. He led her out on the dance floor. The music sprang up at once. She found herself dancing better than she had ever danced before. It was single ladies. They were the center of attention. Then the man spun her around and around. She gasped for breath trying to step out of the spin, but he spun her faster and faster. Her feet felt hot. The floor seemed to melt under her. He spun her even faster. She was spinning so fast that a cloud of dust around them and they were hidden from the crowd. When the dust settled, the girl was gone. The man in black bowed once to the crowd and disappeared. The devil had come to his party. And he had spun the girl all the way to hell. (laughs) (laughs) That is a scary story. (laughs) It is. That's a true story. Is it? That's what I thought was going to happen at the beat. I was going to be spun (laughs) into hell. And I realized I was at the beat. I was already there. (laughs) Beck, how about you have a go at this one? This one's short. Let's keep it short. Um, Can you tell me the title of uh, this second story? (laughs) Doggy Lick. (laughs) Ever since Julie was... (laughs) Come on, keep it together. I can't. Yes, you can. Ever since Julie was a little girl, when she got scared, she would put her hand under her bed and her dog would lick her hand to comfort her. What? (laughs) Well, now. (laughs) I'm already scared by this story. Well, now Julie was 14 and her parents were going out and were going to be out until late at night. Julie didn't want to stay home alone, but her parents told her she was old enough to stay home alone. (laughs) really good parents. Well, Julie's parents <laughs> wrote these. Well, Julie's parents left at 8pm <laughs> after an hour and a half of watching TV. <laughs> they, waited, they waited for the bill to be over. <laughs> yes. Julie went to bed. She was kind of scared sleeping <laughs> with no one home. When she heard a whimpering sound, almost like a puppy whining. She put her hand under her bed and her hand got licked. <laughs> so she tried to fall asleep again. 
Then she heard it again, the whimpering sound. So she put her hand under her bed and her hand got licked. She finally fell asleep and was woken up in the morning to the sound of her dog barking in the backyard. He had <laughs> been outside all night long. <laughs> <laughs> all night long. All night. All night long. The dog had been out all night long. <laughs> that is one of my favourite horror stories. <laughs> Classic. But usually the dog, like she wakes up and she finds out the dog has been murdered. What? Yeah. Have you actually heard it? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> no, it's a famous one. Okay. But usually it's like um, there's a report that a serial killer is on the loose oh. and then she goes to bed and someone's licking her hand and she thinks it's a dog. But then it's like blood is scrawled. Humans can lick too. Oh. But you know that's that's the that's the title of your autobiography. <laughs> but you get off pretty easy if a serial killer just comes in and licks your fingers <laughs> and then you know, leaves. You know what? You're so right. <laughs> Rebecca, mm-hmm. mm, this podcast, because it's a special, it's a special one. Yes. As you can tell by all the <sighs> extra things that have yes. been in it than usual. I decided to put uh, out to the listener <laughs> what movie we would cover on this episode. Because I did want to do a movie. Yes. Um, it's often a favourite feature on this show, said Is it? mum. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? But this uh, time, I wanted to let the people decide via an internet poll what we would do. So, we gave them six options mm-hmm. to choose from. Very generous of me. And I got them to vote. And you could only vote once. Yeah. Your IP address was registered <laughs> by the police. It was very high tech. And you're on the pedophile <laughs> register now. Too bad. Especially you, Andy, from The Collectors. You were already oh. on it. Anyway, uh, so do you want to hear the results of the poll? Well, yes. you already know the result because you had to watch the movie that won. But I'm going to read them now. I want to we know got, what was closest. Okay, we got over 200 votes, which was pretty good. Do even 200 people listen to the I don't results? think so. People like to vote in things. Yeah, that's true. And I'm going to read out the percentage of what each okay. film got. So I'm going to start with, in last place, was Hope Springs. Oh, good. With 2.38% of the vote. I was incredibly disappointed because for people who don't know, the whole idea of this podcast started out as a joke and it was going to be called the Hope Springs Podcast (laughs) and that never eventuated and we decided to take it seriously. So that Sorry, Harry Connick Jr. Is he in Hope Springs? That's Hope Floats, you fucking idiot. Oh, what's Hope Springs? Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones. I just want to fuck her because obviously she's hideous. I'm glad I didn't watch that. So that was in last place. Second last place, with 8.1% of the vote, was Stand By Me, R.I.P. River Phoenix. R.I.P. Jerry O'Connell, who was likeable when he was fat and now he's not. No, he's he's very handsome. I love him. He's not. Tied for number three with 17.1% of the vote. Each was Independence Day (laughs) and... Now and then, <laughs> which I was really, really hoping would win. <laughs> Number two, with 24.76% of the vote, 
was never being kissed. Oh, Audrey. And that means only one thing, Beck. That number one, with thirty point four eight percent of the votes. Was Cruel Intentions, which is our movie, this podcast, Yay. which I'd never seen. I've only seen um, parts of Never Been Kissed, but from what I gather, it's about a teacher who's a pedophile. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's, good. You've pretty much got it. We watched Cruel Intentions, 1999, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Felipe. Reese that means 30% of yep. our audience are perverts. Yeah, Because this movie. <laughs> 30% of people who listen to this are fucking their sister. <laughs> Stepsister. Oh, well. Semantics. But Cruel Intentions is a, an adaptation of a very famous novel called, what is it? Les, Les Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Les Dangerous Liaisons. And it's been adapted a few times. It's never been adapted into a teen film. It was adapted, I think, into like 88. It was adapted into a, a famous film Dangerous. with, um, uh, Glenn Close, and I think it was called um, Cruella Intentions. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> yes. no. Yes. So I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember when. I don't think I saw it at the cinema because I imagine that I would remember feeling very uncomfortable yes. <laughs> watching this with other I people. I felt very uncomfortable <laughs> yes. watching it by myself, <laughs> drunk, last night. Yes. Um. When because it, it came out in 1909, so yeah. it's the height of Sarah Michelle Gellar's fame, fame. and she's ended up. Ryan Felipe wasn't known, was he? I'm not sure. I, I think this might have been one of his first movies. He's so beautiful. Oh no, he did. Uh, no, he did last summer before this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, basically, it's about these two rich 17 year olds uh, in school who talk like Madonna. Well, they talk in such bad dialogue. Yeah. Really bad. But like with accents as well. Brother and sister or stepbrother and stepsister who, I don't know, I guess they use sex as competition and as games and as a way of getting back at people and as a weapon. And they try to like fuck people's lives up. Yeah, that's fun for them because when you're rich... What else is there to do? Yeah, you only have everything at your fingertips. You can get a jet ski, you can get your own cinema, but really what's fun is fucking with people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it's basically their story. Uh, It's a sexual thriller. It's a sexual thriller. There's a bet at the centre of this. So we've got uh, Sebastian, played by uh, Ryan Felipe, um, who's a real cad. He is. He has a bet with his sister Catherine, who he wants to fuck so much. Yeah. Uh, that basically, oh, well, firstly, Catherine wants to uh, destroy the life of this man who dumped her yes. and hooked up with uh, Selma Blair, yep. who is playing, I guess, an intellectually impaired woman. Yeah, yep, um, definitely. So that's what Catherine's deal is. Uh, Sebastian, he really wants to fuck Annette, which is an old woman's name. Yeah, it's like... Um, it's because he's had sex with everyone, and yes. so it's a big challenge. He's a challenge. Yeah. So he decides to fuck Annette, played by Reese Witherspoon, his future wife. Did he yeah. get married to her? Yeah. And she is a known virgin. She's done an essay in Seventeen known magazine, uh, saying that she will not lose her virginity uh, willy nilly. Did, <laughs> did you see who was on the cover of Seventeen magazine? Jennifer, Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Hewitt. She can't. We can't go one movie nope. without her appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So basically, the bet at the centre of this movie is he bets uh, he can fuck uh, Annette, played yeah. by Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Catherine says he can't, and if he can't, then she gets his beautiful vintage sports car. Yeah. However, if he can fuck Annette, the known virgin, he gets to have anal sex with his <laughs> sister. And that is the only reason, because he's like, I'm not giving up my car. And she's like, I'll let you stick it anywhere. And he's like, the tailpipe. And she's like, shit, yes. And that's the only that, reason he agrees to That puts him over the, the edge, yeah. him agreeing. He's like, well, deal done. <laughs> What's to say about this movie, Rebecca? Uh, it's got very awful um, social and sexual politics. The message of this movie is basically sex is bad, sex is used as a weapon, don't have sex, cruel intentions brought to you by daddy-daughter chastity balls. I don't know. I think it's it's more problematic in that it, it is a lot about how it's fine for dudes to mm-hmm. sleep around and yes. not for women to sleep around. And that is... Well, Catherine even mentions that in the movie. She's like, yeah. if I were a man, this would be fine. Yeah. It's intimidating because I'm a woman. But then it goes on to essentially carry that out throughout the well, entire end of the movie. That's right. Like she says that and then it's like, like the yeah. screenwriter's like, yes, that's correct. <laughs> Thank you for pointing yeah. that out, Catherine. <laughs> it is wrong that you have sexuality. Um, Christine Bransky's in it though, so that's I good. I was so excited to see And Susie Kurtz. And oh God, is so funny. Yeah, she's really good. Um, There's actually some really funny moments. It's not yeah. a comedy, but it's still – it's. It's like self-aware. Like to me, it feels like uh, a Brett Easton Ellis <laughs> penned film. If mm. he knew how to be funny, yeah. If he, yeah, if yeah. he had a sense of humor, <laughs> yeah, about himself or anything else, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also, their parents are terrible at being parents. Where are they? They're in they? Bali. Yeah, so they're he just leaving these. He 70s. says your whore mother is in Bali. He's a charmer. He's a charming. And character. she says your impotent alcoholic father is diddling the maid. Mm. And I'm like. If he's impotent, how can he diddle the maid, Catherine? Your logic is He didn't say she's up. satisfying the maid. <laughs> he said he's diddling. Diddling her. is diddling like when a limp penis yeah. is like... God. That means everything I do is diddling. Reese Witherspoon is adorable. She's in this movie, but she plays a virgin and therefore she wears so much white. And, and the white that she wears, it's <laughs> like totally... white linen suit. She looks like a menopausal woman. She's um. She could be Tony Abbott's daughter. <laughs> This is the story of Frances Abbott. My, my favourite is when she's wearing her pajamas, uh, like Hugh Hefner would wear, yes. <laughs> like a suit, like a silk suit. It's really complicated um, plot, actually. Yeah. It's hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about but it because at, at the crux of it also is there's a lot of manipulation going on for Catherine to kind of have this happen, so this happens, yes. so this happens, so then her ex boyfriend is destroyed. But at the heart of it is also a story. With um, Selma Blair's character and her violin, or whatever that instrument is, instructor. Cello. Um, it's not a violin. No, I know. It's the size of a house. <laughs> whatever, a stringed instrument. I love the cello. Yeah. Um, but the entire time I was thinking, nobody should be having sex with Selma Blair because she has. She's the, not okay. She's not okay. <laughs> it's not just like she's an immature no, 17 year old. She's, she's like a. Four-year-old. Yeah. She's and, got the and mind her, of a four-year-old. like, adult cello instructors, like, oh, yeah, I want yeah. a piece of that. Even though she's, like, doing cartwheels and acting like a baby. I was also into um, Josh Jackson, who plays the mm-hmm. token gay friend, Blaine. Yeah. 
Um, he has blonde hair in this. I actually really like him in this. Yes, I like his I like character. Him in this like too. he's a real asshole, but he's not. He reminds me of you. <laughs> he's a real asshole, but he's not. He reminds me of you. He's not. <laughs> he's like funny and like mean. Okay. I've got to say though, Beck, that I found this movie. I think it's. I think any time a movie like this is determined to be sexy, mm-hmm. uh, it becomes immediately very, very unsexy to me. <laughs> Do you think there is a sexy now? One of the moments in this is oh, very famously yes. with Selma Blair uh, practices kissing with mm-hmm, Sarah Michelle mm-hmm, Gellar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found it, and not just because I should find it sexually unappealing. I thought it was so mechanical and devoid no. of any sex whatsoever. Well. Let me tell you a little story about this movie came out in 1999 when Your sexual awakening. Rebecca Shaw was 17 years old. Yeah. On yes. the cover of Seventeen magazine. On the cover of Seventeen magazine. And guess what I didn't get to see ever? Two beautiful ladies kissing each other. Guess what I got to see in this movie? Two beautiful ladies kissing each other. It was wonderful at the time. But there's like a... There's spit hanging from both. Yeah, of them. that's really sexy. That's not hot. That's gross. That's the sex. That was that's the sexiest gross. part. That's gross. No, it was the sexiest part of the time. All all the lesbians I know saw this movie <laughs> like four hundred times <laughs> and walked out after that at scene. That yeah, scene, yeah. yeah. The other very unsexy thing is every time that there's a sex scene, we only ever get to see like someone will throw back the duvet cover, and they're always in their I underwear. Know. But they're they're making <laughs> sex sounds like they're yeah, fully like they're fully in, into it, engaged. Inserted. And then they pull like the cover, they've just got boxes on and yeah. like shirts. There's only ever <laughs> foreplay that's happening. Although, because the amount of build up there is to Ryan Philippi, he ends up starting out as a, the bet he wants to seduce Reese yeah. Witherspoon. He ends up having actually falling in love with Reese Witherspoon. But he does get her to sleep with him after there's, it's about three days that they've known each yeah. other and he's like, She's she's like this staunch, no, I'm not going to yeah. lose my virginity. And he's like, you're going to turn your back on love. You've got love here. Like, you should yeah. be fucking me. It's been three days. <laughs> I'm going to leave and you're going to be happy forever. Yeah. And she's like, oh, good point. Okay. But the build up and that sex scene is so terrible. Yeah. It's all, it's also mid-afternoon sex, yeah. which I don't think mid-afternoon sex is very attractive. You're not rich. Prove me wrong. No. And Reese Witherspoon does not look like she's having fun. And then all of a sudden, in this just movie, <laughs> at all, or with Ryan Philippe, ever. Yeah, he seems like a real dick. He does. Um, <sighs> and he's got such a skinny body. Like when they finally have him with his shirt off. I. But you know what? I actually like that because I didn't want a muscle, a muscly. I thought it would I, I like his that character. Back in 1999, Ryan Philippe, for some reason, was a big sex symbol. Yeah, but he wasn't like a muscular guy. He. Could've he didn't been. even have abs, really. He just had, like... He's nice and tan. Yeah. He's got beautiful skin. He's, like, toned, but he's yeah. not, like... He didn't have, like, the huge V cut and... But I, I don't understand in this movie... It kind of starts with him at his therapist's office, and um, in that scene, he just manages to pick up some random girl. Like, he's irresistible. Yeah. And I, I know Rebecca Shaw, the That uh, happens phrase, to me all the time. The phrase, curls get the girls. <laughs> but I thought that was a myth. No, it happens. He's very um, sexually confident. He's very confident. He projects an air of confidence. And he's also rich. And he's called Sebastian because he has crabs. Hmm. Bing. <laughs> so the thing is, um, 
Sebastian does fall in love with Annette, and he shows these very rare glimpses of humanity. And immediately back, we're supposed to feel sympathy for yeah. him with all this terrible history of shit that he's done before. And that also is part of my problem with it is that it's you still at the end, even though Catherine's only been doing exactly what he's been doing, mm. you still are meant to be like, oh, men can do that and it's fine. And here's this evil slut who we're supposed to hate. But I suppose the message is um, he's nice now because love conquers all. Love yeah. conquers all of these other nastiness and you don't want to be nasty anymore because you're in love with but he's someone. literally destroyed. He destroyed so many lives. lives. He destroyed poor Tara Reed's And life. she did nothing. She was, she was at the beginning of the movie very convincingly apparently going to Princeton. <laughs> she's just like legally blonde. Yes, yeah, she's just like that. Um... But it's meant to be love conquers all. Uh, we see a complete change in Sebastian's character. And then he dies. I know. That's how, that is exactly how you know it's based on a book. Because yeah. if it's an American movie, he would never, he have, would died. never have died in a million years. He, he dies because uh, Catherine sets up this situation where he says to uh, Selma Blair's hot celloist, uh, you know, Sebastian's been fucking Cecily, Selma Blair. And so he goes after to confront Sebastian. Reese Witherspoon also goes after Sebastian. Reese Witherspoon, like, I guess, uh, Ryan is having a fist fight in the middle of the street. Yeah. Already dangerous. So dangerous. And Reese tries to stop it, falls in front of a taxi, and Ryan pushes her out of the way just in time, but he Takes gets hit the by the taxi. Which is not going fast at all. No. There is no way <laughs> in the world. He, like, he must have Quinton bones. <laughs> and he was lying there having a conversation with her after it. Yeah. He's like, next shot, funeral. Yeah. But I do want to say that really annoyed me as well because the celloist instructor mm-hmm. had been fucking Catherine. And then yes. as soon as they're like, oh, Cecily slept with someone, he's like, oh, I'm going to go after that yeah. guy. Ugh. What are we? You, what? you just started to stand up. I thought you were going to leave. You were so you were so upset. But I've so yeah, enough. next shot is the Ryan Phillippe's funeral. Catherine um, couldn't be more thrilled. She's uh, taking a hit of cocaine from the cross, cross around her neck. Yeah, but she keeps a little spoonful like of that. coke. It's I very like that. classy. It's handy as yeah. well. It's really handy. You would Do you think you can buy them at Daiso? <laughs> Maybe. It's a tragic story, Beck, because Ryan Felipe dies. And he never got to have anal sex with his sister. I'm glad he died. Me too. <laughs> I didn't like him at all. But Catherine, I thought Catherine was going to get away with it and I would have much preferred that yeah. ending. Uh, but she gets her comeuppance because Selma Blair, intellectually impaired Selma Blair, learns somehow to use a printing and binding machine. No, no, no. I think she was just helping Reese oh, Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Because she had the diary at the end, remember? Yes. Reese Witherspoon is given Ryan Felipe's diary, Yeah. Um, which has all of his conquests in it, basically tells his story. It's kind of like if you can read this diary and you can see how manipulative Catherine is and what a great guy I am with all these terrible stories that are yeah. contained within my diary – you know, maybe you'll come back to me, which she does because yeah, uh, it's a really perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Reese Witherspoon prints off copies of this diary and distributes them at a funeral. Like, a bit... come on, guys. And it... Wait wait till the wake. And Catherine was doing a thing and people were starting to leave because they were... Yeah, she was I doing guess, a eulogy. I guess they were like, 
there's paper outside. Everyone, yeah, everyone, comes. they're handing out books. <laughs> yeah, so everyone leaves the funeral, and it was very disrespectful. I'm on Catherine's side. And uh, Reese Witherspoon has titled uh, Sebastian's diary "Cruel Intentions." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tied up in a neat little package. Uh-huh. And basically, Catherine's exposed as being just a, a, slut. a horrible slut. Even worse, she has a coke habit. Yeah, and she's humiliated. And the end. And I couldn't have felt more sorry for Catherine. <laughs> I really couldn't have. I don't think she did that many things wrong. But all in all, I think it was okay. The soundtrack is really good. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. The very first song. Um, is it placebo? Yeah. Only every me and every you. Every me and every you. Every me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But Thanks that, very much for voting, so we had to watch that. Thank you for voting, and I will never, ever, mark my words, see Independence Day. So thank you for that. Hello. They took my chain. They did what? what they do? They took my gold chain. All right, stay right there. We're coming right now. Right now. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This piece is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go. Our next guest, uh, the fourth on this show, Rebecca Shaw. We hardly let anyone. We hardly let anyone come on. Is someone I never imagined would have ever been on this show because I didn't think we'd be this desperate, to be honest. (laughs) I I never thought we'd be this desperate. He's um he's a man, uh, contrary to popular belief. (laughs) Um, he is a writer. He is the co-host of the Nine to Five podcast. Um, his name is Matt Whitehead. Susan, how are you? Oh, thanks so much. Bex is still there. I am. I was letting Peter introduce you. I have oh, nothing I just, to add. I just, prefer to, I just prefer to speak directly to you, Bex. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. I'll just remain silent I'm in my sorry, corner. Peter, I'm still not familiar with any of your work. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you seen my XTube channel? Uh... No, no, and I really, please stop sending me that link. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, basically we've... Um, We've brought you in today. We've wrangled you, uh, Susan, um, to do a, to do a quiz, uh, to test Beck and I, um, for many STIs, but also to test Beck and I, uh, <laughs> for, uh, how much we really have learned about each other mm, over the past, yeah. what, 15 episodes? 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like 15 years. Um, so we thought we'd play a little game called the Matt Ch game. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Thank you so much. Fuck, that's clever. A week's work of. Can weeks we work say also that Matt made our logo? He did. He it's made our clever. logo. He's a whiz with the Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he has a wonderful hairy chest. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, he's like one of the thinnest people I still talk to. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> he's the thinnest person who never stops tweeting about food. <laughs> you know what he's like? He's like, he's basically Grace Adler. Remember how she always used to talk about how much food she'd eat and she was like, the skinniest, the skinniest, <laughs> he's unbreakable. I call Matt Ellie Mitt Beal. Matt Beal. Ellie Matt, Matt Beal. Okay. Is he still on the line? <laughs> he's hung up. Sorry. I think I have another call. 
<laughs> Jesus, he's telling me this is a mistake. Matt Whitehead, let's play match game. Are you ready? Yes. Beck, I asked Peter what your biggest secret is. What do you think he said? Um, that I'm a man. <laughs> Peter, what did you say Beck's biggest secret is? I said that Beck's biggest secret is she's in love with me. <laughs> it's not a secret. That's not a secret. That's no secret. <laughs> um, Beck, I asked Peter, if you were stranded on a deserted island, you would be fine so long as you had a bag full of what? Um, methamphetamines. <laughs> I think we'd all be fine with a bag of methamphetamines. <laughs> Peter, what did you say? I said if stranded on a deserted island, desert island? <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Beck would be fine as so long as she had a bag full of conservative think pieces to react angrily to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> True. Uh, Beck, I asked, uh, I asked Peter. It's Peter. My name's Peter. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Beck, I asked Peter, without blank, you would be lost. What do you think he said? Um, without God. <laughs> Super close. Peter, what did she say? I said, without Matthew Fox, Beck would be lost. Get it, guys? <laughs> a show I never watched. Not one episode. Was it about a plane? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? A really good show. Um, uh, good Beck, one. I asked Peter, when eating chicken, do you prefer wings, breasts, thighs, or vaginas? <laughs> Um, hmm, that's a hard one. I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a soft, wet one. Stop putting your um, hand on the <laughs> Um, I prefer the, uh, vagina. <laughs> I said, sorry, I'm stamping on your question. Sorry, Grant Daniel. <laughs> Back to that bag of methamphetamine. Back to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what did you say? I said, Beck prefers crispy strips, a.k.a. dicks. <laughs> God. <laughs> With a special dipping sauce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, complete this sentence, Beck. Um, Peter completed this. I wish Beck would stop blank. Being so amazing because it makes me feel inadequate. Uh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close, Peter. What did you say? I said, I wish Beck would stop. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Beck, one word to describe you is blank. Um, legendary. <sighs> Fuck, someone Again. is so far up their own <laughs> so ass today. So I'm trying wow. to combat what you're about to say. Um, 
I said one word to describe Beck is white. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so it's white. Like the first thing I think about <laughs> when I think hey, about you. I I'm love- like, do you have a white friend? I'm like, oh, Rebecca Shaw. I love Iggy Azalea. <laughs> no, yeah, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> Zero for six there, but I feel like you guys were really close to some of them. That is close. We were, we were close. Yeah. We're sitting very close. Yeah, it's very romantic. Oh God, it's so romantic. All um, right. Okay, Beck, do you have your... I do. Pre-prepared answers. Okay, Peter, I asked Beck, mm-hmm. you are invited to a party, but you don't know the whole No, I'm not. I've well. never been invited to a party. No, no, no. <laughs> this, is a, this is a fantasy game, you have to imagine. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So you're invited to a party and you don't know the host very well. What do you mm-hmm. bring? Um, what do I bring? I don't know, like a rotisserie chicken and some dip. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beck, what did you say Peter would bring to a party? I said that he would bring an entire bottle of gin for himself. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know? Okay. I went to a 21st party of my friend Ben and I brought like two bottles. I had a bottle of wine before I left and then I brought another two bottles of wine and I put it on the table and they had a shared table and someone fucking took those bottles of wine and all that was left was red wine, which I don't drink. I'm still devastated about this story. It's not an interesting story or a funny story. It's just one that I want to tell. It's just a true story. (laughs) Sorry to bring this game down, guys. I'll leave. That's okay. (laughs) We thought you would. Um, I went to a 21st once and I, I brought two, um, clear skins, like all together. It cost me $4 for the two clear skins. Do you mean clean skins? Yeah. What did you, what did I say? You said clear skins, like proactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I bought two bottles of proactive and drank them by myself. It comes in three bottles. Okay. If you don't do all three cases. <laughs> it comes in mixed. It's like cocksucking cowboy, uh, proactive. <laughs> It was actually a Western scene when I went as a tumbleweed, and by 8.30, I was vomiting in her garden. So. That's the sexiest costume. <laughs> you always want to go, if you want to dress sexy for a party, just wear, like, a huge ball of <laughs> spiky. spiky. <laughs> I actually just went in, like, khaki pants, a white shirt, and got them, like, cooking yarn from Woolworths and just tied it around my waist. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so shit. You're the worst. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, yeah. Tumbleweeds is what... It's also you could also go to a what a response to Peter's jokes party and go as a tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit that joke so there's no laughter after that. By the way, <laughs> an audible tumbleweed. Peter. Yes. I asked Beck on a date. Your favorite position is what? <sighs> on a date, my favorite position is missionary because I'm very religious. <laughs> Gross. Beck, what did you say Peter's favourite position was? I said his favourite position is emotionally unavailable. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny because it's true. But also crying in a in the fetus position would hey, also in the shower as <laughs> well. Shower, yeah. Peter, I asked Beck, are you a Sarah Michelle Geller or a Ross Geller? <laughs> she would definitely say Ross Geller because I hate him. Uh, yeah, everybody do the dinosaur. Right, Beck, guys? Beck, what did you say? I said he is Monica Geller. <laughs> <laughs> but the other day I saw a car that had on the passenger side door in stenciled letter, everybody open the door, get on the floor, everyone do the dinosaur. Was it like a like a rape fair? <laughs> <laughs> everybody was... get on the floor of the car. <laughs> it Wait, was everybody... a... 
open the door, get on the floor. Yeah. Get on the floor, stay there. Everybody your, do Your the hands t- are tied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the call, Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. Peter, I asked Beck uh, what your special skill would be in the Hunger Games. Um, you know what? Uh, depending on a stronger woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's you in life as well, not the Song of Games. Uh, Beck, what did you say Peter's skill would be? I said it would be reciting episodes of Oprah for memory. Oh, pretty out there, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Uh, I asked Beck to complete this sentence. I wish Peter would stop blank. <sighs> Touching my thigh. <laughs> Beck, what did you say? I said I wish Peter would stop. And that is a complete sentence. Oh my <laughs> god, we <laughs> matched! <laughs> uh, That's beautiful. Uh, and finally, you. Peter, I asked Beck what your balls smell like. What do you think she said? Oh, <laughs> uh, my own hands? <laughs> oh, That's worse. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Beck, what did you think my mouth. your ball actually smell like? I said death. (laughs) (laughs) Rotting, untouched, unloved death. The amount of people who have died being slapped in the face by my balls. I can't tell you. That was the original plot of 127 hours, wasn't it? Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Susan Denya, thank you so much for coming on... uh, Bring a plate. Uh, would you so like welcome. to plug? Would you like to plug your show? No, I would. <laughs> <laughs> we both. You listen. don't think it'll get any more exposure? <laughs> uh, I'm. I, thank you so much for allowing me to bring the standard down so oh, quickly no, at this show. <laughs> the standard's as low as it can go before it's you so, call. How can people listen to um, Five to Eight, your podcast? With their fucking um, ears. With the, um, other than with their ears. <laughs> Name a way yeah. they can listen to it without their ears. Through their butthole. Is it available in Braille? Uh, it is, but only very quietly. In Braille? Wait, Braille's for blind people. Braille's fuck it, no, the little dots you read with your... Oh, my God. Um, They're not going to hear this. Who? Which one of us is going to be on 5 to 8 first? Um, whichever one of you leaves Brisbane. Let's go. <laughs> We're racing. Yeah, it's like it's like the amazing race, but yeah. um, the prize is just kind of disappointment. The gay amazing race. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I... Anyway, follow oh. Matt on Twitter. He's very funny, Ugh. and he says a lot of good things. Yeah. It's Peter, at... I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, no, he you can can't. hear you. <laughs> you got a microphone. microphone. No, you can't. <laughs> What spell your Twitter for people? It's Matt Y M A T W H I. Only one T in this Matt. Sorry, it's for the Australian people who can't um, understand an American accent. That's M A T W H I. Bonza. Thanks so much. Okay, fuck off, Susan. I've had enough. Bye, Matt. I love bye, you. fuck off. Bye, 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 bye. See ya. Bye. bye, fuck off. Times a long time. Sometimes, sometimes just bristles and beer. I have run the gamut, A to Z, three chairs, D.
finish off our anniversary show while you're distracted texting on your phone? I'm just um, very popular, so oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I understand. I don't know what it's like. It's been a blast. From the past. Yes. Saying Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. See, this sorry, is why we do this show together. This is, <laughs> this is why this show's gone on for a year. Everybody said it wouldn't last. No, no, no. Sorry. Everybody said it shouldn't last. Everyone said, please, God, please don't stop. let it help. Nobody's listening. <laughs> and um, a year later, they're, they're almost right. <laughs> yes. How about some thank yous? I want to thank Matt Whitehead for coming on the show today. Yes. Thank you, Matt. And for doing our lovely um, logo. Yes. Which he did because he's wonderful. Yes. I I want to say, Beck, to bring us down for a minute. I really want to bring us down. Yeah, I want please, to end on, I want to end on a terrible please note. Please make me cry. I want to say uh, it's uh, been a difficult uh, year to 18 months for me mm-hmm. in my life, but I feel like um, this show has been something I've looked forward to, even when it's irregular, and it's very much forced me to get out of some terrible uh, moods and situations, <laughs> even if it's sometimes acting. <laughs> Guys, you're peering behind the curtain here. You've got to fake it till you make it. You've got to fake it till you make it. And it's been a consistent ish. and I've always ish <laughs> and I've always enjoyed it. And I know it's not going to last forever, Rebecca Shaw. But uh you're gonna go on to bigger and better things, don't I'm sure. Be full of and I don't hey, I've got things to <laughs> I've got things to look forward to. Uh eating meals, um, death. Looking forward to that. <laughs> so I'm going to be okay. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening and thank you Beck uh for uh, d- doing it. <laughs> doing it. Thank you for doing thank it. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> again and again. And thank you for being a friend. Uh, and this is how it feels. Oh shit. As we go on, we, we remember, remember all the times we had together. And as our lives change, and come whatever, we will still be friends forever. Oh, vitamin C. Oh, vitamin C, where are you? (laughs) Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I am Rebecca Shaw. Rebecca Shaw. Oh my God, it's it's been been so so long. long. (laughs) You're like Garp and Cat from SNL. (laughs) Do you think that this episode is going going to be be excellent? I think I said sex. 
Hi, Sean. I'm popular Australian comedian Josh Thomas. Come into Bunnings for everyday low prices. You can get like like a hammer or a saw. Um, can I get one of the savoury crabs? <laughs> oh, Mama Jacqueline, look at the clouds. They look just like fairy floss. I want to reach out and eat them. Can you do Chris Pine singing as well, Rose? Have an egg roll, Albanese. <laughs> From the moment I met Melissa, she charmed me instantly. Melissa's delightful, witty, frank and thoughtful book shows a side of her we've never seen before. Why would she want Bobby to die? Chicky is a uh, psyche. She can read like your past. From Newcastle. You know your um, uncle? Yeah. Did he die? And we all love Sabrina. Sabrina. (laughs) Magic! Magic, 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 magic! Magic! Melissa Joan Hart is a slut shamer. Yes. Melissa Joan Hart has admitted <laughs> that she can tell gay men by the smell of their semen. I'm not intimidated by her hair. I know I have good hair. You know, it has no Julie Styles hair, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the one thing I like that Julie Styles Everything. Did, was um, that song that was written about her, Hit Em Up Styles. Jenny Hewitt and her wonderful breasts. Jenny's a luscious breasts. I thought Nev Campbell's back scars were fine. She was really pretty. I would. I would. Oh, all right. <laughs> one man, one woman, exclusion of all other sounds. Right to me, that's how God made it. No need for changes. We need to start a fire. You didn't like my nickname for him. What was your nickname for him? Weird Al Yankovica. HBO are completely ignoring lesbians. And if I know one thing, it's that you cannot ignore lesbians, especially if you need access to a billiards table. I have decided that I'm having a feud with Ruby Rose. I think that's fair enough. I am starting a war with Tim Campbell and Anthony Kalia. And I've got to say, come at me, fathead. <laughs> Let's talk about Club Skunk. Okay. okay, you mean heaven. I promise to try and make more lesbian friends. Lesby friends. I promise to be more adventurous in bed by doing more than just eating every meal there. You just need to find the people on there that are also funny, no. young, no. glasses. Yeah, no. Rachel Maddow types. Oh, you don't want someone like yourself. I'm going to start an underground railway (laughs) for lesbians lesbians to get to (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sing Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd or Rebecca G. Then. And don't forget all the trouble we got until. Why does somebody not know how to flush the toilet after they've had a shit? Well, I was fucking one of yes. Disgusting! I actually have had swine flu before. Yeah, I know. Oh. Just by looking at you. <laughs> I don't. I'm not immediately friendly when you first meet me. I wouldn't Or ever. <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking before that, um, we don't know because I was thinking it. No, um, I don't know. In- you know what? When you think things, 
They don't come out audibly on the podcast. They, they do usually. I actually um, saw a thing the other day that said if men get morning wood, ladies get morning dew. Oh. That just reminds me. disgusting. It just reminded me of that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I wasn't going to have a baby until Alicia Silverstone told me how to do it. Yeah. Oh, did she tell you how to make a baby in the yeah, book as well? Yeah. Cool. You have to chew the, the penis and spit it. <laughs> spit the cum back in. Oh, God. No. Cut. Tracking like the bad breath. My grandma thought the poetry cheap like a motel. Tracking like a 